Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for your word, the things that you reveal to uh, to us, these truths. We pray that we would um, uh, dig deep, that we would um, just really figure out what it is we believe, why we believe it, and um, all that good stuff, so that it would increase our faith, that it would increase our love for you. So be with uh, us as we discuss and learn about faith and repentance. And we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, Ordo Salutis. What does that mean? Order of Salvation. Order of Salvation. Yeah, cool. So, Michael did Effectual Calling. Wade did Regeneration. And uh, I'm doing Faith. Faith and Repentance today. Okay, so in the middle here. So, a lot of these things are passive, but faith is active on our part, right? Uh, But we'll talk about how that comes to be, right? Um... And so, if you look on the first page, then uh, Romans 8.30 is perfect, right? It says, and those whom he predestined, he also called. So, Michael talked about the calling, right? And those whom he called, he also justified. So, it skips uh, um, some of these things, but it impl- uh, all these things are kind of assumed, implied in other verses, right? Um, and so, he justifies, he also, whom he called, uh, and those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So, the ordo is this, this uh, chain. Right? Everything is chained up together. Um, if you look at this timeline, and you see uh, kind of the <coughs> effectual calling, regeneration, faith, justification, like all these things happen like instantly, like simultaneously, right? And so, so we might separate it out. We're able to logically separate it out a little bit to see how, um, just how faith works, and how that really um, gets us to see um, uh, God's grace in our life. I know where hat of <laughs> I just saw the mirror and my hair is ridiculous. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's always that way. So. All right, so I apologize for the hats, but I don't want to distract you with my hair. So. I'm self. I'm self-aware and vain. Okay. All right. So anyway. Um, you guys have any questions on that so far? What we went through? Um, um, kind of, when yeah. you say that that ha- happens all at once, like simultaneously, yeah. what about last week when you when uh, Wade said that um, regeneration precedes faith? Yes. So then, like, yeah, so that's that's for that's kind of like the first thing. Yeah. So so we're gonna yeah. we'll talk about that too. But um, but yeah, it, it just happens that everything happens instantly. But how it happens is that this happens first before this happens, but they all happen almost together, right? So, okay. so I'm going to use the example of like fire, right? How does fire come? Uh, when when fire comes, when you like, light, if you light a match, like what does it emit? It emits, uh, emits heat and light, right? But what? How do those come? It comes from the fire, right? So they all come together, but the um, the fire comes first and it causes the heat, causes the light. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. Okay. All right. So, um, just to recap, um, regeneration. The first point: regeneration precedes faith. This was Wade's uh, uh, lesson last week, um, and he talked about that uh, that we were like we were dead, right? And so, let's see. Yeah, I'll just draw a picture first. Okay. So, so here's us. We're dead, right? If you look at if you look at Ephesians two. Um, it says, but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love 
with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive. So he made us alive, right? Um, if you look at the bold in the other uh, passages, um, unless the Father who sent me draws him, right? And so, so God is doing this work, right? Um, and he has, First Peter uh, 1, 3, he has caused us to be born again. Okay, so we're dead, right? So we're dead. We can't even smile. Right? So we're like that. Um, and so we're, all, we're a bunch of dead people here, right? And so we're, de- and the only way that we can um, um, uh, have this new birth is if God grants it to us, right? And so we see, and these are just like a, a few passages, but there are so many passages that, that say that God is the one who calls us, right? Um, for the sake of simplicity, well, it's not that simple, but um, shortness, I guess. I, I cut out a lot of passages, but it is God who calls us, right? So God calls us, here's God. He calls us, and he gives us new life. So we are here. Without God, we can't do anything. We can't even have faith, right? So regeneration precedes faith. Um, so once he, once this happens, once he puts new life in us, then we can come up here. Not the zombie eyes, but, you know. Um, then we can have come to this point. So regeneration, there's regeneration. There's a process of being regened, right? Over here, so right, so here is now, it allows us to have faith, right? So now we have faith. Faith and new life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much uh, Wade's lesson last week, right? Like we are dead. Like, like the, the image was, um, uh, the example was that, you know, like we're, we're all sinking in the water, right? In the ocean. Um, and, um, it's not like we're we're dying and we're all we're all flailing around and God's gonna throw us life life vest uh, a life circle thing and then uh, it's up to us to grab it right that that would be on our part right but it is that we're dead in the water we're floating dead in the water and God brings us back to life right so we can do nothing um, so we cannot have faith until God regenerates our heart um, and so this is this is a um, this is a the reformed understanding of of um, of salvation, right? Regeneration precedes faith. Um, what a, lo- a lot of other, um, I think, majority of, of uh, evangelical Christians they believe that faith precedes regeneration, or and so once you have faith, then God makes you alive, right? But but if we um, if we dig uh, dig deep in the Bible, we'll see that this is the case, right? Regeneration precedes faith. Is okay? this similar to like the Calvinist and Arminian? Yeah, argument, kind yeah, of what you talked similar. about earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is a Calvinistic understanding. Any other questions? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. So again, um, uh, the example that I used. Um, God, it, it's kind of how, um, it's God working us that allows us to have faith, right? So, so God, um, what did I put down here? It's God, uh, God giving us, God giving us life is the decisive cause of us believing. His action causes ours, right? So his action causes ours. Okay? And again, the fire. Here's a fire. And here's heat. Here's light that comes out of it. So God, we use this example here. God gives, uh, uh, puts this fire in here, right? And then here's, you can imagine this is our faith. 
Does that make sense? So this doesn't cause this. This causes this. Okay? Make sense? Any questions on that? Comments? You can disagree. It's okay. <laughs> we, won't, we won't hate you. Wait, wait. So, so in this example of the fire, you're saying that heat is faith. Yeah, heat just lighter faith. Yeah, oh, just yeah. example. But then, like, so the act of, like, ignition is... Yeah, that's God. Oh, God. Okay, okay. So God puts the fire, God makes the fire, and then in us, and what comes from that is faith. Okay, right. sure. <coughs> All right. Um, let's see. 10, 20. Okay. What point are we on? Uh, number two, why do we need faith? So I'm going to ask this to ask you guys this. Why do we need faith? <coughs> Maybe it's too simple to ask, but why do we need faith? Anyone, don't be shy. Or why is faith important? I think taking an active role is important. Yeah. And mm-hmm. faith is active, right? It's not, it's not a passive, yeah. passive role. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some kind of personal pursuit of something. Yeah. Um, it can't just be God forcing us to believe in Him or not believing in Him or whatever, right? Yes. Anything else? Um, isn't faith a big component of belief? Like, yeah. Without faith, then how can you believe, right? Or how can you yeah. trust trust the source? Of, right. You know, in this case, you know, like the existence of God, or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I w- yeah, I would say those two are almost uh, synonymous, right? In a, in a sense, having faith is believing, right? What are the benefits of faith? You can ask that. Stuart, what is the benefits? <laughs> <laughs> you smiled. <laughs> I would say benefits in having faith is uh, knowing that uh, there's hope, especially in our faith at least, in uh, well, I'm trying to still process everything, but I would say benefits in having faith is, and also it's a action in actively pursuing Christ. Yeah, to have faith is to know him. Yeah, okay, good. Have faith is to know Christ, right? That's a benefit. What else do you benefit from faith? Maybe purpose in life. Yeah, purpose. What was your purpose as a Christian? Christ, it gives us purpose, gives us uh, the reason to live, right? What are we we living for? For Christ, right? So we live to know Christ. Um, We 
get to know Christ, we get to know God, we have all these benefits. We have salvation. Salvation, we have what else? Security, yeah. Salvation. Like how salvation just takes my rope. <laughs> Why do we believe in Why is this again? <laughs> that good. Uh, salvation. That that implies eternal life, right? Chapter sixteen, right? Eternal life. They're all tied together, right? Yeah. All this is to know God, to know Christ. God, Christ. So we get all these good things for eternity, right? We're saved from uh, condemnation, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, without, without, um, let's say, I say there's, let's say there's humanity, right? Without uh, fallen humanity. We'll just say this is fallen humanity. Fallen humanity here. Right? How does God save humanity's gospel? Right? Through Christ, right? And so, here's the gospel. If there was no gospel, then everyone is screwed, right? Everyone is, like, utterly lost, right? But we have the gospel, so God saves us. Um, and gospel is how do we receive the gospel? How do we receive the benefits of the gospel? It's through faith. So this is super important, right? If we don't have faith, what is life about? You guys talked. You said there's no purpose, right? The um, faith gives us purpose. Without faith, we have nothing, right? Like we have nothing. Like the the very the very uh, um, point of Christianity is to have faith, so that we can have all these good things, right? So faith, I would say, is, um, to have faith is the top priority in anybody's life. Does that make sense? Any comments or thoughts on that? Is that too simple? Maybe that's too simple. <laughs> right, but these are the, this is, this is really basic, right? Like, we're, we come to church because we worship God, because we have this faith in God, this hope, Right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, you can ha- you can be a good person. You can love and serve and uh, sacrifice <clears throat> your life for others. But if you don't have faith, if you don't know God, then it's it's useless, right? Um, it is your life is in vain without faith, right? Matthew seven. Um, you know these these guys did uh, um, did all these things in the name of the Lord and. and uh, they cast out demons. They prophesied, but like at the end, at, at the end, they didn't have have the saving faith. They didn't really uh, trust Christ, right? And so Christ says, oh, "Depart from me. I never knew you." Right? So faith is key. This is very important. So this is why we study faith and <laughs> repentance. It seems really basic, right? But this is it. This is everything. Right? We, this is all we have. Any co- uh, questions or comments on that? Uh, John 3, 3. Ash, can you read John 3, 3 for us before we move on? Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. So remember, God um, gives us this new birth, so he causes us to be born again. 
um, giving us this faith. And because of that, we can enter the kingdom of God, right? We have these eternal inheritance in Christ, right? We can enjoy Him forever. Um, I would also say that faith isn't just like a personal salvation thing. It is, and that's, that's super important. Without it, you don't your life is in vain. But it also allows us to, uh, as we understand the gospel and how it works, it allows us to be to know that we are sinners saved by grace, right? And so. So us being here is by the grace of God. Us being saved is by the grace of God. Us living in where we live is by the grace of God, right? We could have very easily been uh, been born into um, a third world country where uh, they don't have access to so many things, like even to the gospel, right? And so we could have been one of those guys. And so having faith and understanding that we are sinners saved by grace allows us to have a heart for people. It gives us this selfless motivation um, the selfless love, right, to serve the world, to serve others, to reach the lost, right? And so having faith isn't just a personal thing, but it's also outward. It's very outward, right? Um, very important. Very important. All right. Okay, so how does faith come? Let's move on. Um, Tracy, can you read First Peter 1 for us? Having purified your souls by, by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Yeah, thanks. All right, so so if you look at this, this passage right here, uh, this first bold part, right? Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, right? And so your obedience to the truth is your response, right? It's your response to, this, to the gospel. Um... And if you look at the second bold part, it says, we have, we're able to respond to this truth because since, right? Since you have been born again. So it's pointing back to, um, to God's doing in us, right? So we, we respond to the truth, right? Um, let's see. I put it in backwards over here. So here's response. Response to truth. Because you have been born again, right? And then if you look at this last part, through the living and abiding word of God. So, how does that work out? It's through through the living and abiding word of God that faith comes. Um, yeah, so, so it's... So when we hear, like Michael, Michael um, on, in his uh, uh, Sunday school lesson, he says that there's this effectual calling, right? Um, there's a general call and the effectual call. When we hear the gospel, here's the calling. So when we hear the calling, it says right here, it says, through the living and abiding word of God, right? We hear the calling, we hear the gospel, we hear the truth of God, uh, then it causes us to be born again, right? And then... <laughs> How does, it, how does that work? It's respond to the truth. We purify our souls by your obedience to the truth. So it's active on our part that we respond to this truth. But it is God that gives us this, right? And it is through the calling um, that um, that this happens. Does it make sense? <coughs> Pretty straightforward. Okay, Romans 10. We'll move for, uh, keep moving on. Romans 10, 13 to 17. Uh, Nathan, can you read that for us? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Yeah, thanks. So let's look at this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, right? So you're calling on the name of the Lord. Right? Um, will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed, right? So belief is this inward thing, right? The belief. Right? So, um... Yeah, out of this genuine heart, out of this repentant heart, he's able to call on the Lord, right? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? Right, so we have ears there. So they hear the gospel. And how are they to hear without someone preaching, right? So here's the preacher. Someone preaches or shares the gospel, evangelism, gospel. He hears it. He's able to believe and he's able to confess that he's Lord, right? So faith, uh, so the very end, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through what? Through the word, right? Through the word of Christ. Does that make sense? Pretty clear, huh? Um, yeah, Ephesians 1.13. Ash, can you read Ephesians 1.13? In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Yeah, thanks. So when you heard, when it says when you, uh, Paul is saying, when you heard the word of truth, that's the call, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him. So that's the heart, right? So we can, it comes, faith comes by hearing. We cannot believe if we don't hear the gospel, right? So this is why this is so key. This is why we read the Bible. This is why we preach and teach the Bible. Because this is what saves, right? The gospel is in here. These truths are in here. And this is how God uses, um, uh, this is God's instrument basically to, to, uh, uh, reveal to us these truths so that we may believe, right? We wouldn't know the gospel, what the gospel is if we didn't have the Bible, right? And so this is super important, right? Cool. Any questions on that? Yes. Lisa. Belief is active on our part, but remember, um, I don't know if you were here for this, uh, raised it, but um, like Wade's, uh, Wade uh, talked about in his um, lesson last week, regeneration precedes faith. God's doing is um, is what causes us to, um, in a sense, respond and to give uh, our profession of faith, right? Um, what did I write down? Yeah, his action causes ours. So we talked about the dead person coming to life. So Yes, it is on our part. However, how do we have faith? It's when God makes us alive. So the faith is given to us, and we'll see that in um, in this next section, Ephesians two eight to seven, right? Like, so, it's, so it's kind of both, active and active. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, the way uh, I see it is. There's a verse that says, like, work out your salvation, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, oh, okay, like, I, so I thought salvation's only for those that, uh, like, all you need is faith, you know, but what's this verse about saying that? It's like a, 
Yeah, yeah. So like, you mm-hmm. do have to constantly pursue belief, you know. But how and where that came from, um, it's I never had it to begin with. You know, I, at least for me, yeah. I see like I I don't see. It's like I think it's in like the fruit of the spirit before like we talk about all the fruits of the spirit, but before that it talks about like everything that's in man naturally is sin. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing good in me, you know. So if there's nothing good in me, how could I bear good fruit on my own? And belief seems to be good fruit. So I believe that I never had the capabilities to even believe before God gave it to me. Yeah, that's good. Does that answer your question? <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so we're going to talk, what is faith? What is saving faith? What is repentance? Um, so let's go to this fourth part. Um, this little box is taken from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, and it asks, uh, I'll read to us, what is faith in Jesus Christ, right? A faith in Jesus Christ, uh, so that's the object of our faith, right, is a saving grace, um, whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for salvation as he's offered to us in the gospel, right? So what is our object of faith? Object of our faith is what? Christ, right? In Christ. Faith in Christ, right? Um Pretty clear, right? Uh, so, so let's say, let's do this. Within, um, we'll say faith. I'll say uh, saving faith includes. Um, I have the knowledge, approval, and personal trust. So, so includes knowledge. I took this from uh, Wayne Grudem's systematic theology. Knowledge, uh, approval. And personal trust, right? You have to have all these three things to have saving faith, right? Knowledge in what? Knowledge in the gospel, right? Um, and these, uh, um, the truths that God uh, God reveals to us, right? Gospel. Approval, right? Say, so, yes, I agree with this, right? Yes. Um, and what else? A personal trust. So this is, this is uh, really important, right? Because you can have knowledge, you can have approval, but if you don't have this um, this understanding that oh this is it, this is all I have, um, then um, you then your faith um, um, won't be genuine, right? So what does personal trust entail? What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah. Or how does how does the not what, what happens to us when we understand the gospel when we receive the gospel? So I would say personal trust is maybe us kind of uh, throwing everything we have onto Christ, maybe, or yeah. us surrendering what we have to Christ. Yeah. That's good. Like a surrender. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll uh we'll talk more about that when it comes to repentance. But let's uh, let's go through a couple verses and then we'll move move on. We'll talk some more about that. Okay. Um. So it includes these three things. Um. Let's go to. So John fourteen six, right? Okay, let's just read that really quick. Top, can you read that for us? <clears throat> Jesus said to them, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." Yeah. So it was Christ alone that we're saved, right? Um, Michael's going. I think Michael's going to talk about justification next week. But we're um, the Protestant understanding is that we're justified by uh, by faith alone, right? Through faith alone, in Christ alone, um, by grace alone, right? And so. So Christ alone is our object of faith, um, and it is only through Christ that we can have the, can, that we can enter uh, the kingdom um, of heaven, right? Um, Romans, Romans ten nine to ten. Can you read that first, Chewy? Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, mm-hmm. and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Yeah, so again, we have this understanding of um, confessing and believing in your heart, right? So these things, two things go together. Once you believe, you're going to confess um, that Jesus is Lord, right? Because you understand the gospel. You have... You have uh, surrendered to this truth, and you're like, yes, Jesus is Lord, right? So you have this belief, um, and so that's what uh, uh, Romans 10 is talking about. Out of reminds me of um, of of Luke when when Jesus Jesus is saying like, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So it is what we believe in here that we confess, right? So that's uh, Romans 10. Um, Acts sixteen thirty one. Uh, can I have you read that for us? Hey John. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. And they said, "Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, yeah. uh, you and your household." Yeah. Thanks. So it says, "Believe in the Lord Jesus." Right. It's, it, we're believing in Him. It's not things about Him. Um, I think Mike's going to talk about how um, in his in his uh, lesson that you know even the demons believe in God and they shudder right but they're not saved right and so it's not merely uh, uh, intellectual knowledge and approval but it's it's here we're believing in Jesus Christ right we're believing that He is Lord it moves from just a um, moves from just a head knowledge to a heart thing right so can bring these up to your head to heart right. Any questions, thoughts on that? Okay. Um, and these last two, let's just read uh, Ephesians 2, 8-7. to I'll read for us. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. So, grace and gifts are what they're received, right? They're not earned Grace is, yeah, anytime anyone gives you a gift, it's not like you earn it, that someone's just giving it to you, right? Um, if I were just to, you know, surprise Tub and give, oh, here's a present, here's a gift, right? What All you do is you're receiving it, right? You did nothing to earn it. So so faith is just a receiving. Um, 
the the confession says this that, that we receive and rest upon Christ alone for salvation. We cannot add anything. We cannot add our works. We cannot add our our um, <coughs> our own doing. Our um, yeah, our good works. Nothing, right? Uh, yes, we have to do those things, but those things don't save us, right? Um, those things are just fruits of our understanding of the gospel. As our hearts are transformed, we will produce fruit, right? But the fruit is not what saves us. Does it make sense? Very important. A lot of times we get this mixed up too. We think that oh, if this person is not living. Uh, this uh, Christian life, then he might not be Christian. And yes, there's evidences that he might not be, but we it is hard to tell that we can't say that. Oh, he has to be this way in order to be saved. But yes and no. You know, it's it's kind of it's, it's kind of kind of weird. Like uh, I like how Tim Keller puts it. He says that we are law obeying, but we're not law relying. So the law does not cause us um, salvation, but it is. But we're still, we still have to follow these rules. We still have to do these things, right? Does that make sense? But at the very core of it, faith alone. Faith alone in Christ alone, okay? Any comments or thoughts before we move to repentance? We have a couple more minutes. Uh, what is repentance? Number five. So faith and repentance, faith and uh, repentance are tied together. These two things are um, are inextricably tied together, meaning they cannot go one. You cannot have one without the other, right? Um, it's two sides of the same coin, right? So you're 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 either always turned towards Christ, or you're not, right? Or you're 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 um, you're uh, turned towards sin, right? And so. So, so here, this is Christ, and here's sin. I like visuals. I'm a visual learner, so that's why I draw these weird pictures. So, so it's never you're never like in the middle, like um, like nothing's going on. You're either always looking this way, or you're looking this way, right? <laughs> these are these. Um, and so when we become when we when we come to this place of faith. We will always, when we, there, like, um, like Wade said, there's this surrender. There's this understanding that, oh man, we are broken. Like, we are messed up. We have nothing but Christ, right? And so when we understand that, we turn to Christ for salvation, right? So we turn away from sin, we turn to Christ for salvation. And yes, we will stumble. Yes, we will fall. Yes, we will mess up. Um, but Christ is uh, ultimately what we long for, what we and we have this um, this new life, and we long to live this obedient life, right? So when I, I put obey not as um, something that that saves us, but we long long for um, long to obey. Yeah, we might struggle with this, but it happens, right? Because it's a surrendering of our our own dirtiness, and we point and we go to Christ, right? Does it make sense? Any comments on that? Um, so Romans 2, 4, um, at the very bottom, God's, God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, right? It's this gospel of grace that is meant to lead us to repentance, a turning of, right? Acts three nineteen repent, repent, uh, this is Peter preaching to the Jews after Pentecost. Um, and he's talking about, um, there's, he's telling them, oh, you guys crucified Christ, right? Or, That's crazy. And he says, repent therefore and turn again. 
that your sins may be blotted out. Um, Acts 20, 21 is this repentance toward God uh, and of faith in Lord Jesus Christ. So this is turning away. Okay, This is very important. So this is a turning, turning to. Okay? So these things, these two things are tied together. You can't have faith without repentance. It's just, it doesn't work. Like if you have faith and you don't repent from your old life, um, then something is really wrong and you need to like figure out what it is that you actually have faith in. Okay? This is very important. Um, let's skip to Second Corinthians 7, 9 to 10. Um, Uh, so, so this is Paul when he writes the letter to Corinthians. The Corinthians were a morally loose uh, church. Uh, they there are a lot of things that were wrong. So Paul rebukes them, right? And so uh, he he writes again here in in Second Corinthians, and he says that um, that he has rejoiced because they were grieved into repenting, right? So they felt bad. They, Paul called them out, and they're like, "Oh man, I messed up. We messed up, right?" And then so he says, "For you felt a godly grief." so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. So so what is worldly uh, grief? What do you guys think? What's that? Bitterness. Um, this yeah. Regret without change. <laughs> yeah, worldly grief. And so you just will say, oh, what's bitterness? So you just kind of feel bad about the situation, right? You just feel bad, but no change, right? No real change. What's that? Lack of hope. Lack of hope, yeah. What's God? You're more concerned about uh, the consequences. Yeah. So selfish, right? Yeah. Uh, Concerned. Only about yourself. Only about consequences. Um, what else? Anything else? Okay, what's godly grief? It needs to... Okay. <laughs> yes, repentance. And we talk about repentance as a turning away from, right? And And here's the thing, like, repentance and faith... Is that there's an initial act of that that saves us. However, faith and repentance always go uh, is is for the rest of our lives as Christians, right? It's not you do this one time and then you're good, right? It's a constant, constant turning from your sin. Like, so if someone calls you out on your uh, on what you're doing and just uh, if you're wayward and someone um, is uh, speaks truth and love, wants to call you back, say, "What are you doing? No, don't do that. We're, who are we in Christ, right? And what does godly grief do? Repentance, worldly grief. What are you? You just you're selfish, right? And so this is huge. This is huge. It leads to repentance. It needs. It leads to uh, uh, reorienting yourself back to Christ because that is ultimately what we're all trying to do, right? Yeah, that's good. Any questions on this? This is, this what is really does important. Paul mean without regret? Um. Leads to repentance that leads to salvation without regret. I'm not sure. I think it's just because they, this repentance. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm just talking now. This is a, a repentance that leads to salvation. This is to have godly grief. Grief uh, brings us to this place where okay, we 
we, we're not just being selfish about it. We are going back towards Christ, right? And so we have no regret for that. <laughs> Does anyone would, have comments yeah, on that? I would say that uh, when, if I, if I am being selfish in my mm-hmm. grieving about, like, I'm bitter, or not bitter, but more so, I know I did something wrong, you know, because I yeah. feel bad. You know, I yeah. regret those actions, you know. But if I'm coming towards my sins in a repenting heart that's in this godly grief, I personally, even though, like, part of my heart set still regrets the actions, yeah. there's still a growth in my character that God ordained. You know, like, I'm not going to say that, like, oh, God, like, if I was in your position, I would have served my life elsewhere, you know. But this is his calling in how he is directing my life and my mm-hmm. life lessons to bring him closer to me. So yeah. with with my sins, I, I still don't regret, but I repent for the things that I've done, you know. That's good. Thanks, Derek. Anything else before we close out? Any other thoughts, questions? Um, so really quickly, I won't, we won't read this. How, uh, you could read this on your, how much faith is needed and can faith be strengthened? Um, faith, the, the, we've, we said this a lot of times, the faith, the amount of faith you have is important, but it's not what saves you, right? It's the object of your faith that saves you, right? Which is Christ. We talked about that, right? Um, I'll just read the bold here. It's, Jesus says, uh, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So he's just talking about how faith, it's just this tiny, you can just have a tiny bit of faith um, in Christ, and know that you are struggling, and know that you're messed up, but you want to, um, um, you want to increase your faith, you want to long for Christ, right? Um, Mark 9, 24, um, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Like, that's crazy. Like, why would he say that, right? It's because he believes that Christ can save, but he still has all these doubts, right? And so, um, and can faith be strengthened? Yes, it is through knowledge. It is through um, digging into the Word and, and just really understanding who God is, who Christ is, who we are, um, what Christ has done for us. And, and as we put um, all these little components of it together, you know, we, we think it's really simple um, and it is to to some degree, but as we um, see different angles of the gospel, we'll be like, "Oh man, this is this is so beautiful," you know. And so that increases our faith, right? It increases our love for God, our yearning for God, our longing for God. And in that sense, our faith can be increased. Does that make sense? Um, you guys have any thoughts on, on that before we close? Questions. Okay, I'll pray for us. Father, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you for faith. We thank you that you make us new, um, that you uh, give us new hearts. Without you, we would be dead and lost in our sins. So we pray, Father, that you would receive all the glory, even in our coming to faith, even in our living these um, um Working out our, our salvation and, and, and uh, working out our sanctification, we, we know that that is ultimately from you. Uh, but God, may we never be lazy or passive or lax in our pursuit of holiness. Um, uh, just continue to increase our faith as we 
are here together uh, as a community and, and just encouraging one another. And help us, Father, to um, just constantly dig into your word, knowing that uh, you give us um, more faith, Father. And we know we doubt, all of us have doubts at some time, uh, points in our lives. We'll pray, Father, that you would uh, just help us to work through that and just uh, find out what's true and, and just how great you are and how holy you are and how broken and sinful we are, Father. So we thank you for this time. We pray for um, worship in the next service, uh, that it would be um, glorifying to you, Father, and that we would be blessed from it. We pray and we love you in your son's name. Amen. Amen.